When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius, the official energy drink of PewterReport.com. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Happy belated Father's Day to all the dads out there watching this show and uh we are starting off the week with a very fun one yeah we're going to talk about the bucks creamsicle jerseys they are back this season they will be donning them in week six in a home game against the detroit lions uh right after the bye for the bucks so you don't have to wait too long to uh see the creamsicle jerseys but we're going to talk about said lovable orange jerseys do you love them do you hate them are you happy they're back where do they rank in the nfl where do they rank among the bucks uniforms so a lot of fun conversation on today's show i'm your host matt matera joined with me is the face that runs the place at pewterreport.com sr scott reynolds scott how was your father's day uh, it was great matt uh, had a great time uh, ashley and i went up to uh, the omni in orlando uh, my daughter ellie who's in town this summer was able to join us yeah the kids are working so you know it's um it's it's weird when you have grown-up kids right right um, they're not always available for for holidays and such but we had a great time and awesome. uh got all the the well wishes and uh certainly want to wish all of the, the dads and granddads stepdads um pop-ops grandfathers granddaddies uh, everybody, a happy Father's Day, and hopefully it was a good one. And uh, this is going to be a fun show, Matt. I, I'm yes. super excited about this. We talked about this. We're in the summer, right? There's no more mini camp to cover. Training camp is still about six weeks away. So we got some filler, you know, over the summer. But this is this going to be a really fun show because there is a bit of controversy around the creamsicles because not everybody loves them. And when the Buccaneers brought them back in 2009 – now, they won that game. It was in dramatic fashion, one of three wins that year for Raheem Morris and his Buccaneers. But they have not performed well since then, and we'll get into that a little bit later in the show. And so there is some controversy. Some people like them. Some people love them so much, Matt, they want them to be their regular jerseys and replace the red and pewter look that this team has had since 1997. So we'll get into that. You know what Monday is, folks. It's always the best day to join the Peter Report podcast live. Why? Well, it's a little thing we do called Roll Call. Where are you at, Peter People? At 420 today. Uh, that's when we want everyone uh, watching, listening to uh, jump on in. Uh, you know, we love interacting with Peter People as much as we possibly can. So at 420, when we're talking about a subject, probably the Cream School jerseys. Yeah, that's right. Um, start letting us know where you are watching the show from, whether you're in Tampa, whether you're international. Just put it up in the screen, as you see, uh, where you know everyone can comment. As Shaggy's talking about the the white helmet with the cream skulls, start uh, putting in your location at 420, and we'll put it up on the screen and uh, give a little shout out to where you're all watching from. Yeah, absolutely. You know, happy Juneteenth, as Darius happy Miller Juneteenth. says uh, out there. So we appreciate that. You know, uh, 
here, here's here's a just a, a perfect snapshot, you know, in terms of the, th- the throwbacks, the cream circles. We love them. And then I hated those ugly jerseys. So <laughs> there is some some controversy there on on several different levels. And there might be some controversy to the creamsicles returning this year because, Matt, they may not be exactly the same creamsicles. So we have some audio and video to to play from some Buccaneer players who kind of gave us a little bit of hint that it might not be the exact same look that we saw when the Buccaneers last donned the creamsicle look. There's Rondé Barber back in 2012. And actually, that's that's a picture from 2009. So that was when they beat the Packers. That's Rondé in 2009. And, uh, you know, that was the that was the throwback look then. And it was very, very similar in terms of the exact color combination and helmet, the logo. Everything was exactly the same as it was back in the the days from 1976 all the way through 1996. And of course, they had a couple little tweaks and variations in there, but that's pretty much the classic look right there, Matt. I think it's a fantastic look. I think it's one of the best vintage jerseys that you can find uh, in the NFL. We'll talk about some of the other jerseys later and where they rack up. But what interests me is, and you talk about the controversy of some people love it, some people hate it. And I kind of wanted to understand from Bucs fans, feel free to put it in the chat if, if you have a strong opinion one way or another. I personally like it, but I want to understand why people would actually hate the jersey. Do you not like that, like, kind of burnt orange type of look that it has? And I I keep coming back to, I think, the reason why some people dislike it is because whether – if you don't like the color, then you just don't like the color, and that's what it is. But for a lot of people, you know, they say nostalgia is a huge drug, and I think with these vintage jerseys is what you're kind of getting with. For some fans, it reminds them of, like, the losing Buccaneers, yeah. like the team that didn't win a game in, in their first season and and a lot of uh, just bad memories. A lot of losses in the 80s, man. A lot of bad Buccaneer football in the 80s. Being worn. So I'm curious if that's the biggest reason why people don't like that the cream skull is back. I don't think it should be their full-time one because they did win a championship with the Red and Pewter, two championships yeah. to uh, – to be exact. Also, we'd have to change Pewter Report a little bit. I think we'd have to yeah. change the name. So uh, I don't necessarily want to do that. But I think once a season is the proper amount that the Green Team Yeah, yeah and, and I think, too, one of the interesting things is, is uh, because, again, we'll get to the to the video here of a couple players. Levante David's probably the most interesting Yes, about the comments with the throwback jerseys. But I put a poll up on our Peter Report Twitter page here not too long ago. And I will um, drop that in the chat if everybody wants to participate. I'll put that link in right now. But I asked a question, and it kind of leads into what we're going to get into. This is part of the controversy here. The question is, would you be in favor of a modernized variant of the Bucks creamsicle uniforms, or should the team stay true to the Bucko Bruce throwbacks? Matt, I'm, I'm, we're only about 424 votes in. It's only been up for about four hours. I'm a little shocked and surprised how close this is. 50, let's call it 52% say they want the classic Bucko Bruce uniforms. And then 48% said they wanted an updated creamsicle uniform. So uh, thanks to our good friend, Samer Ali from the Loose Cannons podcast. Shout out. Uh, he is a fantastic graphic artist. I think the best around when it comes to uh, doing the, the football mock-ups and the alternate uniforms and different looks. 
it, he's it, it done some of these in the past. He, uh, at my request, emailed me a couple of those. We'll put those up later in the show and give you all some look at what some alternate variants would be if the Buccaneers decided to go that way. These not official. These are just Sammer's interpretations of what yeah. he would like to see. Some of these are pretty damn cool, folks. But I was a little surprised, Matt, how close it was. 52% say leave the, the classic Bucko Bruce alone in terms of, of those uniforms. And then you had uh, 48% say change it up, modernize these uniforms. Yeah, I, I'm glad that it's a very close vote because I feel kind of torn about it too. I, I just, the, the look already is great, you know, with the Bucko Bruce. I, I do think there can be certain changes to it. So I would vote in favor of, a, a modernized version of the Bucko Bruce. You put up this picture of Todd Bowles at the yeah. NFL Combine. You know, people want to know different things. Is Levante David going to be re-signed? What are they going to do a quarterback? Because Baker wasn't on the roster yet. That's right. And I think the biggest news out of Indy, everyone was like, <laughs> I love the Bucko Bruce outfit yeah. that, uh, that Todd Bowles is wearing. So I, I think there's a way where you can make a modern one while still, you know, paying homage to and honoring and respecting the old Bucko Bruce logo, where it just looks clean, it looks sleek. It's it's yeah. a nice updated version as we talk about. So, yeah, I, I would vote in favor of yes, making it a little more modern, but kind of paying homage to what the jerseys look like because I don't know how much you can really change. And sometimes I, I don't want them to change it just for the sake of changing it. Like, hey, we're gonna get new uniforms, and it was these ugly, disgusting alarm clock numbered jerseys like i hate those bucks jerseys and it yeah. feels like and eh, they just wanted to they saw another team make a change so it was like we got to make a change too and then finally they did it right back in uh 2020 going back to the uh you know traditional red and pewter so yeah well, one thing it. one thing that i've got to kind of find out is you know and here's elliot i like to see him twice per year once with an orange jersey and white pants and again with the white jersey yeah and orange pants and that's that was a look that sam weish introduced to the team back in um, 1992, I believe. And so, uh, you know, th th this was a different look. This was really, this became more of the regular look. Now, this was like their away jersey and and uh, um, pan combination. Uh, really, when I started covering the team in 1995, uh, the last two years, 95 and 96, then they switched to the, the pewter and red. But what's interesting is, very much like, like how we don't see a lot of the red jerseys until later in the year. Yeah. It's mostly white on white or white on pewter. And then they bring in the red typically in November and December. Same thing here. Uh, you didn't see a lot of the orange jersey at all until later in the year. So this was was the, was really the dominant look, road and home, for the first couple months of the season. Then they would go to the the orange jersey and the white pants. And uh, so that just it, – it's a little interesting how they've, they've evolved here. And just to – just to give a history lesson here real quick, the, the, these are the logos throughout the years for the Buccaneers. I got these on sportslogos.net, uh, so this graphic here. So um, 1776 through 1996, of course, you had the Bucco Bruce. And then they went to the Pewter and Red. I was there for it in 1997 when they debuted the new uniforms, the new helmet, with, which was Pewter, not White, as well as the new logo, which was the Red Pirate flag. And then you can see how they updated this. Now, the fans hated the alarm clock uniforms and the jerseys. And just to remind you all of, of how bad it is, you can always look over my shoulder right yeah. here. Um, I need to get a new a new uh, Buccaneer jersey. But the team gave me this for my 20th year covering the team 
eight years ago. So that's why it's framed there. It's not in, in, in any type of, um, you know, I'm not like paying homage to, to yeah. that particular. You didn't go out of your way and be like, let me get one of those jerseys. Exactly. Yeah. There's a reason for it, but, but just to get back to our history lesson real quick. So they went with, with the, the 1997 through 2013, that particular flag and logo. Now I loved the new one. I, I think the new flag is uh, their new logo is awesome. And they kept that. And, and now in 2020, when they brought the uh, you know, the one change they made in 2020 was was they went back to the original red, which is darker, more like a dark blood red. Yeah. And that's yeah. why you can see the difference between the 2014 to 2019 and then the 2020 to the current present day. And you can also see the Bucko Bruce uniform timeline here. Uh, you got the classic orange on white. This was the home uniform. But again, they they wear white on white a lot back in the day when it was all hot. Mm. So. But from 1976 to 96, that was the, the orange on white uniform. Then you had the road uniform. And the difference is, was they start off with orange numbers, and then they went to red numbers in 1982. So that's the subtle difference between those. And then in the road uniform in 1991, they, they put the orange trim around the neck. Right. And that stayed on from 1992 all the way through 96 uh, in terms of the top of the jersey. And, and they still had the, the road white pants as well and then of course they brought in the orange pants during sam weish in 1992 so that's that's the timeline and that's the logo so uh matt would you be in favor of them tweaking the buccaneer bruce logo like they did the buccaneer flag logo from 2013 to 2014 should they modernize that and update that yes first of all they should have bruce arians as the pirate and really (laughs) play into the play into the bucko bruce he's the bucko bruce right yeah for sure Uh, I think you can make a little tweak, kind of like with the graphic you just had. The the last two Bucks Pirate flags, they're very yeah. similar. They're a little bit different, right. but overall, they look. You're, you're telling the same story. Yeah, the yeah. 2014 to 2019, followed by the 2020 to yeah. uh, you know present day. There's little adjustments to it, but at the end of the day, it's the overall the same logo. I think yeah, you can do a little bit of an updated version with the Bucko Bruce. It'll still have all the old school feel. And yeah. I saw someone uh, in, in the chats before, and we have a super chat to get to as well. Appreciate Elliot. Um, but I like the idea of doing two creams of goals, one at home and one on the road. And for the yeah. road game, you can wear that, you know, more of the white jersey with the with the creamsicle pants. I think that's a fantastic idea. And at the end yeah. of the day, the NFL's a business. Uh, they've done yeah. a lot of things in the name of money. And I, <laughs> I think uh, implementing the creamsicle jersey on the road it's just going to be more money for everyone involved. Yeah. So I don't see why the I, I'm shocked do it. when you've got the Oregon's of the world, right? Uh, with all the different variant jerseys in yeah. college football, <laughs> why the NFL wants to limit it to you're allowed to have two regular versions of jerseys and then like an alternate jersey, right? Yeah. Or a throwback. Like, holy smokes, man. Um, it seems we've like got a some, yeah, we've got some variants that, that Samar Ali, again from Loose Cannons podcast, uh, has has put on the web and, and we'll have them here on the show that are just amazing. And you would think that that all of the different color combinations that can be used between pewter and red and orange and white and red, um, they could come up with with a whole bunch of different cool looks and even blending the creamsicle colors with the new modern logo. And we we got some of those to show you too. So hang on. Uh, 
I'm just shocked that the NFL has not decided to go the way of college football and just throw a whole bunch of variants out there. I'm not saying have a different one for every particular game, right? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a UCF Knights fan, and uh, and they're almost like Oregon, where they've got a whole bunch yeah, of different yeah. variants. Kansas State, not so much. Every time, Matt, we put out a variant, we have like the, the all-white uniforms with the white helmet and the purple power cat, yeah. or we had the throwback Willie Wildcat. Every time we do that, we lose. So it's like we just need to stick to the Bill Snyder original. But I think the alternate looks are really cool. I really do. I, I do, too. I remember we were having that conversation, and we were both like, yeah, when you schedule that jersey, you got to, you know, put it against a cupcake team or someone you're yes. absolutely going to annihilate. A guaranteed so, win. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you don't have to worry about that. But thank you yeah. to Elliot for this uh, $1.99 yeah. super chat. Elliot wants to know, Scott, what was the initial reaction to the 97 rebrand? when They, they loved the, it. They, they loved it. Wow. They absolutely loved it. I remember in, it was April, and I can't remember the date, maybe April 17th, something like that. April 7th, 1997. So it was in the offseason before the draft. They had a an unveiling at the Tampa Convention Center, and um, they had Hardy Nickerson, Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, Trent Dilfer. I think those were the four Buccaneers that they modeled the the different uh, yeah. looks, the different jerseys, and, and all of that, the uniform combinations. And now the, here's the interesting thing: this is before cell phone cameras or anything like that. Uh, I actually went to a Walmart on Dale Mabry uh, the night before. At like at 10 o'clock at night, and they were stocking the new uh, logo um, T-shirts and hats and all of this before the jersey released the next day. Yeah. So I actually knew what it was, and we didn't – this is 97. We didn't even have a website. Uh, there, was, there was a question, <laughs> what were you guys called before Pewter Report, before Pewter was a color of the team? We were Buccaneer Magazine back in the day, and we had our first website was buckmag.com. And so we didn't even have a website. I didn't have any way to even get that out to the masses. If, if, if I had a, you know, my, my phone now, I could take pictures and, and have. Put it on Twitter. And, hey, and, look and, and be the villain and, and beat the bucks to the punch. Right. But, um, but they didn't have that. So, but it was really interesting because I was like, holy smokes, this is the new logo. And it looks absolutely amazing. And it was a huge hit. And of course it coincided with what a winning season, the Buccaneers first playoff appearance and victory at home in a playoff game against the Detroit Lions. So it really it really was was a, a, a huge hit. Uh, Tony Dungy's second season in Tampa Bay, 1997. It's really when the Buccaneers just took off. So it was wildly popular. They even uh, went to the St. Pete Pier, and they put the old Bucko Bruce uniform in Davy Jones's locker, and they shoved it <laughs> over. Oh, yeah, they, they had like the Santa Maria out there, and it was like a big ceremony. They were burying Buccaneer Bruce at sea. Uh, Pirates funeral and uh, and here comes the new logo and uh, going with the flag logo in in, in the, the that the, is, the skull and the cross sword. So that is hilarious. Cool. They got to do like a promo of like sending the pirate and yeah. the, the mascot. Captain Tony Dungy like, was there. Tony Dungy was go this. like back into the ocean yeah. and like defeating Davy Jones. I don't know. Yeah. There's, there's something I'm just workshopping right now. But, I, uh, I love it. I love it. That they can. There's something that they can do with it. Which is well, here's what we do. Fun. We do this little thing every Monday at 4:20 called. Roll call. Where are you at, Peter people? We love interacting with everybody watching this show. We love and appreciate you so much. So one way we like to interact with everybody is on Mondays at 420. Start putting your location in the comments, and uh, we will put it up on the screen, whether you're watching in Tampa, whether you're watching in Oklahoma. Maybe you're a big Baker Mayfield fan now finding us with uh, with Baker on the Bucks, Or if you're international, start putting your location 
um, in the screen, and we will uh, put it up on the podcast as Nathan starts yep. it off with uh, Braden Tucky. And uh, all right, well, here's here's my little rant, and again, this this ties into the creamsicle controversy here. And let's talk about the Bucks' throwback games that they've had, right? And some people, as you wisely said, Matt, associate the throwbacks with losing, right? They don't yeah. want to return to those those days. Well, here's the thing. The Buccaneers donned their throwback uniforms for the first time in 2009. And I remember that game. It was, I believe it was Josh Freeman's first start at quarterback later in the season against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. The Buccaneers actually came from behind to win that game. Josh Freeman on a fourth and less than 10, but it was in the red zone. They went for a touchdown. This is Raheem Morris's first year. They only won three games that year, Peter people, and this was one of them. But Josh Freeman found Sammy Strotter, a seventh-round draft pick that season, in the back of the end zone for the go-ahead touchdown. Then when Aaron Rodgers took the field, Tanar Jackson had a pick six of Aaron Rodgers to seal the win for the Buccaneers. So it was a great game. I remember that the stadium was, was electric because the, the Buccaneers were having a really, really bad season, but everybody came out for this game. I'm not sure if it was a sellout, but it was it was a, a pretty full crowd. And, of course, with the Packer fans there, it probably was a sellout or close to it. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, uh, that particular game was awesome because you had not just the Buccaneers in their uniforms, but the, the throwback swashbuckler cheerleader uniforms with the big orange and white pom-poms and and they were playing 70s music the whole time and early 80s music so it was a really cool atmosphere all the graphics at the stadium were you know it were were kind of throwback 70s and 80s type of of uh of looks well the fun didn't last long because in 2010 now this was the season remember matt the buccaneers went 10 and 6 under raheem morris they just missed out in the playoffs and this was a game that was was a killer because they had the lead over the Falcons and Matt Ryan brought Atlanta back Atlanta at, ended up winning the division that year, I believe. And so this was one of the Bucks six losses and that stung because it kept them out of the playoffs. It was later in the season. They lost 28, 24. Then the next season, well, this was Raheem's last season in Tampa Bay as the head coach. And they got throttled by the Panthers 38 to 19. Then they finished playing the NFC South in their throwback uniforms. They played the new Orleans saints the next year. And they lost that one 35 to 28 back in 2012. This is in Greg Shiano's first season. This was Rondé Barber's final season in Tampa Bay in 2012. And Rondé uh, was you know, the only player to play in the throwbacks all four of those years 2009, 2010, 11, and 12. This was Levante David's first season in the league. And the only other Buccaneer currently on the roster to have played in that game and were the throwbacks. So this was a loss. The big um, turning point in this game was Vincent Jackson, who we we had on the, the cover of today's show. Yeah. The late, great Vincent Jackson caught a 95-yard pass, which still stands as the longest reception by any Buccaneer today from Josh Freeman. And I want to say he got tackled around the two-yard line. Couldn't make it to the end zone. And they gave Leonard – or not Leonard Format, um Blunt – Four cracks at it. They might have thrown the ball once, but he got at least three shots at running the ball in, and they couldn't get it. So they turned the ball over on fourth and and goal from the one-yard line. And that really proved to be the difference in that loss to the Saints. Now, in 2013, 
the Buccaneers announced that they were going to have a throwback game against the Cardinals, but a new NFL rule change uh, that allow teams to, or I guess I should say force teams to only have one helmet because of the concussion lawsuits, forced the Bucks to cancel that game. But they originally came out when they had their schedule release in the, the offseason and said, we're going to be playing uh, the Cardinals for our throwback game. And that game got canceled. So now here we are, you know, 11 years later, and October 15th versus the Lions, Matt. So that's that's the throwback controversy in terms of history. They've only won one of the throwback games. Hopefully that changes for the Buccaneers and their fans on October 15th against the Lions. Hey, at least they're doing it right, though. The only game they won was against their previous division rival, That's the right. Packers, back in the day. So they're, the trying, NFC to, Central. they're yeah. trying to reset history again with, a, with another former NFC Central opponent. So as we talked about earlier, there were a couple of bucks that have – commented on the uh, yeah. the creamsicle announcement. Levante David, I think, had mm-hmm. the... Jamel Dean had the funniest answer. Levante yeah. David had the most, like, cryptic, what does he really mean uh, yes. type of uh, response. So let's get to Levante David and his thoughts yep. on the creamsicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. I mean, I got a little glimpse of them. They're not like the ones I wore in 2012 at all. <laughs> so, uh... What's yeah. different about them? Yeah. Uh, I can't tell y'all right now, but uh, you should still be in for a surprise. They're really nice. Uh, I definitely like what they look. I like what uh, Jenna Lane pointed out. He's like, yeah. yeah, like you got to look at the Super Bowl rings first before everyone saw mm-hmm. them. You got to watch the creamsicles. But if anyone deserves it and should get those first looks, it is yeah. Levante David. But yeah, yeah, I mean, pretty emphatic statement. They're not like the other creamsicles at all. Like that's he right. An exclamation point on that. Yes. Now th- this was a picture from that 2012 game, Levante David making a play there on on the ball against the Saints. Now the interesting thing is th- this really kind of caused a little bit of news because Levante saying they don't look anything like the creamsicles from from this particular game here. Yeah. And when when I asked him what's different, that was me saying. Well, what's different about the uniforms? Jeff Ryan from the Buccaneers Radio Network, who uh, he attends a lot of the press conferences, he was waving his arms and was was basically being emphatic, like, no, 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 do not reveal like oh, what was wow. happening. It was right behind you, Matt. Yeah. So oh, it was right behind me. Okay. Yes. Cause I was like, I don't remember that at all. Yes. <laughs> so he was in the background, no, 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 like that. So there there is going to be some tweaks or some type of modernization about these uniforms. And that's another part of the controversy. That's why we, we talked about the creamsicle controversy today, because there's a lot going on with the creamsicles this year. Not just the fact that they're back, not just the fact that, that, uh, you know, uh, is Matt, are, are the bucks allowed to wear the all pewter look? Because that's yeah. technically their alternate. Are they allowed to do that? And the creamsicles in the same year, do they have to pick one? Yeah, I, I was know. thinking that too. Like, does the pewter jersey go to the wayside now? But they just created this jersey, yeah. what, in 2020 when, yeah. when they came back? So it's a new uniform. You can't, like, take it out of the rotation already. They've only worn it for right. three seasons now. So I'm curious how they're going to go about that. I mean, I feel like every there's enough games. Every jersey should yeah. should really get its shine. You know, there's no yeah. reason. Well, you know, the NFL – they screw up everything. Yeah. I mean, that's just that, that's the, they can't help but like it's step so, on their own toes. It's so, so weird what the NFL like harps on and then what they don't care about. Like no yeah. one's allowed to celebrate. You're going to get penalized and fined if you do right. a touchdown dance. But no, you can't have vintage jerseys. You can't have old school jerseys. You can yes. only wear it once. Like 
what are you talking about? There's a big reason why people call the NFL the no fun league. Yes. And they know Amen. that they, they have everybody. We're all at the mercy at the NFL. Football's right. the best sport in the world. We all love watching it. It takes yep. up all of our Saturdays and Sundays and now Thursdays and Mondays. And yep. <laughs> We're going to watch football no matter what. And the NFL's like, you know what? Now we're going to change Thursday game. So if you have yeah. a plan and you were going to go on Sunday, right. no, now you have to take off work and now you got to go earlier and it, spend more money you're on right. hotels. It, Matt, they it, don't care because we're all going to watch anyway. It, it took the league this long to finally bring in the zero jersey. And then they put yeah. restrictions on it. The defensive lineman, which that would be awesome, right? Looking at Vita Vea like in a big zero. Yeah. I mean, like a big old fat guy. Like Now they're saying you can't have any offense or defensive lineman wearing the number zero now, yeah, yeah, Diaby. Sorry, yeah, yeah, Diaby. He's gonna look awesome in it. Like, like he looks badass in that in that number. But uh, again, the no fun league kind of strikes and says you can't do this. Just like certain positions can't wear single digits, right? I mean, it's it's a uh, it's it's criminal, uh, but it's also par for the course with the you know with with the no fun league. Um, Rashad White, when we had him on the podcast, he kind of hinted at this, did he yeah. not? Yeah, because he was you know he was almost like. Not confused, but when we asked him about the cream school jersey, he, he threw us off for a quick second yeah. because he took it very literal and was talking about like the fabric and the different kinds of right. things. Where we just kind of want to know, like, are you excited that the cream schools are back? Yeah. And he kind of took it in a different direction. Uh, he was on our podcast a couple of weeks ago, so we'll just get to the video. Let's do it. Cream sickle uniforms <laughs> this year, Bucko Bruce. Are you excited yeah. to wear the orange and white? It's been a long time since Buccaneer fans have seen that. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited about it, too, because it, it'll be like, obviously, like, how that is right there. Um, like, you know, no disrespect. That's the kind of the old school version of it. So, yeah, obviously, yeah. it's going to be a totally new, different helmet, you know. So, I mean, I just think our new school way and style and swag is going to look better with it on, you know, honestly. Wait, what, what now? Hold on. It's not going to be the creamsicle? No, no, it's going to be the creamsicle for sure. Like, it's going to be that, but just okay. the jersey going to be way different. Obviously, you know, just a lot of things are made differently now. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. In terms of the fabric right. and all right. that stuff, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So, like, yeah. like, that helmet on right there, most guys going to have a little speed flex helmet, you know what I'm gotcha. saying? Gotcha, yes. Uh, just different yeah. things. So, I just think our, our stuff looked better. I mean, obviously, in time, the newest helmet and stuff, they felt looked better, but I just yeah. think our stuff looked better and fits better. So, uh, I'm just excited about it and how it's going to look and, and, and how it's going to come out for sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure when we put them on, it's going to be very exciting. Do you know which game you're going to be playing in with those uniforms? No, I, I honestly don't know yet. Okay. I honestly don't know yet, but I'm pretty sure it's probably one of them games y'all mentioned. Yeah, probably. Rashad, uh, one last question since we're talking about the jerseys. If you had to rank them between the home red, the away white, the all pewter jersey, and the creamsicle, how would you rank uh, those jerseys one to four? Um, I mean, me, I'm always a fan of like all white. So, I mean, I like the all white for sure. I mean, we only wear that one time. I remember yeah. I was asking, even though I was a rookie, like, why we only wear all white one game or so? <laughs> yeah. um, but so I'm a big fan of that. I just think it looks clean, um, things like that. But if I had to choose a jersey, I just don't know because I just my, my favorite color is like orange and white. So I mean I would like it, but oh, I so mean, you like the cream that, Yeah, I mean obviously that's gonna go well, but it's for me it's also like 
I would like it to be the opposite. Like, I think I know back in the day, I think I was looking at pictures on the wall. Yeah. I think they yeah, had the white jersey and the orange pants. With the orange pants. Like, yeah. yeah, I like probably that better for me. Okay. That's um, interesting. Just who I am. But, I mean, I, you can't go wrong with the orange jersey and the white as well, though, as the white. Yeah. So, I'd probably say, yeah, that's going to be the best jersey this year for sure. That's awesome. Because, yeah, like, you know, I, like I was mentioning, like like you said, just different jerseys. It's going to be, like, yeah. a different fabric and things like that. So how it's going to look, like you said, guys hasn't seen it in a long time. So it's going to just look totally different than what it looked like then. Yeah, exactly. Buccaneers have got some awesome jerseys. I'm so glad that they For ditched sure. They ditched the old I, – I get this because it's it was given to me by the team for my 20th year covering the team. I'm not a fan of the, the old, the old uh, clock – digital clock fonts and, and the old is look, but the fact that they went to, to the classic red and pewter look and then are bringing back the throwbacks. And even that all pewter looks pretty cool too. Do you like that look? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was clean for sure. I thought it was yeah. real clean. Rashad white quickly became like the box team historian, you know, like a yeah. week ago he was talking about uh, <laughs> that. They haven't had a thousand yard rusher in seven to eight weeks. Yeah. On the podcast, he was talking, as, as everyone just saw in the video, yeah, they used to have a white jersey and wear it with the orange right. pants. So, yeah, team historian, Rashad White. Yeah, speaking of uh, a team store, um, apparently, uh, and I even looked, I'll, I'll take Jay and Nitra's word for it, they don't have any creamsicle jerseys in the Buck store online. So that that could be an indication that there is some type of variant or some type of change. Still going to have that classic creamsicle look, apparently, but it's it's going to be updated and modernized, I believe. I believe. And, we'll find out soon enough. And also, you will not be getting a Jamel Dean game-worn creamsicle. It's going to be very hard yes. to get that one. Yep. You know, I'm so excited to wear those, man. I've been waiting for years to wear them. I'm like, man, I hope I'm on the team. Make ready jerseys. So, you know, it's exciting because once I get it, I'm keeping it forever. Like, no jersey swap. No. <laughs> I'm not jersey swap. <laughs> rare piece of item right now like because mm -hmm. we went like almost a decade without without them mm -hmm. so now when you see them bring it back like oh we miss seeing these and they got to keep it because you don't know when the next time we're gonna bring them back yep that's right you don't know when they're gonna bring them back i just now, love the line no jersey swaps yes none <laughs> exactly um listen you know we're, we're sitting here spending all this time talking about um creamsicles and all of that and folks if you like the taste of creamsicle I've got to tell you, you've got to try the fantasy vibe. I had one this morning just in honor of today's show. And it's crazy. I mean, it looks like like the old Bucko Bruce can it with does. the orange and the red and all of that. And, and it, it's got an amazing – this is one of the sweeter flavors. So you have to have a bit of a sweet tooth. But the sparkling mandarin orange and marshmallow flavor, they absolutely nailed it. These scientists at, fan, at uh, uh, Celsius struck gold with this fantasy vibe. It's just – it's a great flavor. Uh, also, too, the sparkling orange is always a huge hit. Sparkling lemon lime, one of the newer flavors. And, of course, if you're looking at the, you know, the ultimate newness, you can check out the Oasis vibe. That's the newest flavor available at Target, soon to be available everywhere else. Mix Celsius, your number one pick. I do every morning. I have a Celsius to start my day. Um, sometimes I'll save it for the afternoon if I'm getting ready to go to the gym. It's a great way to power through your afternoon at work and get Prep for the gym. Listen, it's real easy. Celsius has made it super easy to find where you can get Celsius near you. Click on Celsius.com. Go to the store locator. Type in your address, and you can find Celsius near you at the convenience stores, health and fitness stores, grocery stores, and what's the other term? 
that we talk about all the time. Bodega. Bodegas. That's right. Once you find the flavors that you like, go to Amazon.com, buy them in bulk, save some money with the subscribe and save. They ship them right to you. It's also available on Instacart, people. You can get Celsius just about anywhere. Celsius, the official energy drink of Pewter Report. And we actually went ahead, Scott, before the show today. We were chatting back and forth about the show. And uh, we had all the Pewter Reporters rank our favorite Bucks jerseys. So there was six combinations, I believe. It was red red jersey and pewter pants. Yep. Red jersey, white pants. Yep. All pewter look, mm-hmm. creamsicle look, and then white pants with the red jersey, and then all white, which Rashad White was talking about. Yep. Um, yeah, with, we with did not on. include the the color rush all red jerseys, which honestly, again, not a fan of the whole digital clock numbers and all that. But if if I had to to say that color rush all look, the all red look with the pewter helmet was kind of cool. It it was better than than the jerseys that they had. There. It was so. Uh, we, we didn't include that just because we're sticking with current jerseys, but this is how it shook out among the Pewter Report staff. So we'll start here with um, this was myself and Josh Capo. And uh, we both started out with Pewter on Pewter and Red on Pewter. Those were our two favorite color combinations. That's why uh, we started things off here because. We're kind of thinking along the same lines. I prefer the pewter on pewter. Why? Because we do pewter report, people. It makes perfect sense, does it not? And Josh liked the red on pewter first. Then you can see how things stacked up after that. And, of course, there's Devin White and Rashad White. No relation, but uh, we got the white guys on there in terms of uh, wearing the different colors. Now, notice we both have white on white last, which is another reason why we have Rashad White and Devin White on here. So, Neither one of us are a fan of the all-white look. I know some people love that look because it's like clean and fresh and all of the adjectives used to describe it. Uh, we both had cream sickles ranked fourth. So Josh and I kind of saw the Jersey uh, favorites list here the same way. right. So that's that's how Josh and I took a look at it. Matt, let's take a look at yours. We have you and James Hill kind of on the same page with some of these. You both have red on pewter first, and you both have cream sickles. And pewter on pewter third and fourth. You vary a little bit on the on the second choice, but here you have a couple of Buccaneer greats in terms of the cornerback position. Rondé Barber, the best in team history, wearing the the throwback look, the cream sickles, and you have uh, the red on pewter look that you and James both like there. And uh, and that's Carlton Davis who's trying to become the next Rondé Barber for this team. What, yeah, you, what, what are your thoughts on, on these lists here? Yeah, hopefully. Uh, yeah, feel free, everybody in the chats, uh, feel free to put your favorite combo or whether you like our list or disagree with, with some of them. But I, I'll give my reasoning for some of my favorites. For me personally, I think a lot of it is about having your team colors, which is why I have white on white towards the bottom. And I actually do yeah. like white on white look. It, it's fresh. It's clean. But every team has white in their yeah. in their jerseys. There's nothing too special about it. So, like, when you think the Buccaneers, you think of those pewter pants. You think of the right. red jersey. So that's why I had it up at the top. And same thing with uh, white on pewter second. Because you got you got the distinct team color. Even if the Bucs are on the road, they're still rocking the pewter pants. You have that Bucs color. I went with the creamsicle over the pewter on pewter. Really just because... The cream school has been around longer. I like yeah. the jersey, uh, but it's still new. You know, it only came out in 2020. There's not a ton of 
history behind it just yet. So I think with the history of the Bucks and the Bucko Bruce logo and the orange and all the excitement for most people um, that the Creamsicle is back, that's why I had that third. Uh, but a very close between three and four for uh, Creamsicle versus Pewter. And then, yeah, red on white I had last. Same thing, white. Yeah. It's generic color. Every team has it. It's nothing specific to the Bucks about it. Where white on white is very clean, and I think it shows off the helmet uh, yeah. a little bit more, which, which mm-hmm. I think is cool. Uh, but yeah, that's that's how I, I kind of went about it. I'm also a I have a great appreciation for uh, jerseys. I wouldn't necessarily call myself like an aficionado, but I love like old school jerseys or yeah. for example, like Chris Godwin is always rocking an awesome yes. basketball jersey or something like that. Donovan Smith's no longer with the team, but he, he was a big fan of that cool too. Jerseys. Yeah. Uh, Mike Evans will wear some as well. So I've always had a great appreciation for that. Even as a kid, I tried to get as many different like basketball jerseys and football jerseys that I yeah. could. Cause I was like, Oh, this would look so cool. So um, yeah, I had a lot of fun coming up with this list for sure. Yep. And continuing with the Peter reporters, we have two of the, the Bucks best free agent signings of all time, Tom Brady, uh, wearing the red and pewter look. And then, of course, yeah. Vincent Jackson, the late, great Vincent Jackson. Uh, just a tremendous free agent signing by Mark Dominic back in the day. And he's wearing the throwback look. So Bailey Adams and Adam Slavon, very close. They started off uh, two for two here, right on pewter with both of them. And then creamsicles were second. White on pewter was next for Bailey. And white on white was next for Adam. And then, of course, the pewter on pewter was actually fourth for both of them. So these guys, too, very much... Uh, yeah. and, and common, very much like you and James and Josh and I. And then to round things out, we have J.C. Allen. He likes the pewter on pewter uh, best, followed by red on pewter. Then white on white, followed by the creamsicles, white on pewter, and then red on white. So there's two of the best Bucks receivers of all time right there, modeling the pewter look with Chris Godwin and then the red on pewter classic look with Mike Evans. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to kind of go through the team's uniform combinations again, Glad they ditched the the old, I should say, the, was this new or is this old now? I don't know. It's the, yeah. The, <laughs> I'd rather I, just forget it altogether. Yeah. I mean, that was bad football, <laughs> right? I mean, no playoff games uh, in those uniforms. It started under Lovey Smith. Uh, Jason Light had to endure them for, for most of his tenure because they started out in 2014. And that's when um, that's when when uh, Jason Light took over as general manager. And then, thankfully, they they changed to the the throwback look, uh, which is the classic look now. I guess we'll call them the Buccaneer Classics, which is the uniforms that they're wearing today. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, we got some uh, we got some fans' opinions. Uh, yeah, Damon Street says uh, there he's a fan of uh, the white on whites, mm-hmm. where Jesse likes the uh, pewter on pewter. I feel like this is a joke with uh, me, Sater, which says we'd love to see the creamsicle on pewter pants. Yeah. I will say there are times if I'm playing Madden, you can yeah. like change the jerseys. Yeah. I'll do the most ridiculous looking jerseys right. that don't match at all, but it is very funny. Uh, Jeremy Lowe, red and pewter. Old school dense likes the white and pewter. Uh, get to a couple more. Shane went all out and uh, did multiple. Uh, red on pewter, white on pewter, pewter yeah, on pewter. His list. Yeah. Creamsicle, white on white, and red on white. Um. Yeah, so appreciate everyone's comments yeah. on that. And now Samer has some uh, updated ones as well. Let's, uh, let's yeah, take let's a look the, at some of these. Right, so here's here's his uh, first ensemble. Now, he's been doing this for several years, so it, forget the fact that these are Ronald Jones modeling 
this uniform yeah. <laughs> here because this is back in 2020. This is Samurai Ali from Loose Cannons podcast. He does a fantastic job with the graphics here. And so, what this is a this is kind of like if the Buccaneers kept their helmet but went with the throwback look, right? And and modernized it. So this is there's no Bucko Bruce here, as you can see, even on the jerseys themselves, they've got the pirate ship logo, not the Bucko Bruce logo. And the difference here is if you notice the pants, they've got the the red and white stripes on one and then the pewter and red stripes on another. And then the other subtle difference you'll notice here is the helmet, the face mask on the, the first side, the left side is white and or maybe it's it's chrome, uh, but then it's red like the the Bucko Bruce um, uh, helmets. Right. They've yeah. got the red face mask and all that. So so, you know, this is this is how red and pewter kind of blends together. It's it's not my favorite. I do have a couple of other ones like this one is pretty cool here. This is this is really taking it to a, a different level. This is a white helmet, right? This is more yeah. of, of the of, of the look because the Bucko Bruce helmet is white, but it's the new logo on a white helmet and the different variants you could come up with there. Uh, this looks very similar just in terms of color combinations. I don't think the team would ever do an all orange look, right? Back in 1995, Sam Weiss' last game as head coach, season finale against the Detroit Lions. Um, he wanted the Buccaneers to show up in, in all orange in that game. And so oh, Frankie funny. Papello laid out the orange jerseys and the orange pants for that game. And Paul Gruber left tackle hall of fame, uh, Bucks, I'm sorry, not hall of fame, Bucks ring of honor guy. And Hardy Nickerson, those were the team captains. They, they both looked at each other and they said, there's no way we're going out there looking like pumpkins wearing all this. It's just <laughs> not going to happen. So he went to Frankie Papello and said, no, we're not doing this. And Frankie went to Sam and said, uh, the players are not going to wear these uniforms. So you need to pick one, either the Jersey, the white pants, the orange Jersey, white pants, or the orange pants, white Jersey. And Sam said, let's go with the orange Jersey and white pants. And uh, so he got vetoed by his own players for there. So, um, you know, th this is kind of a, a cool, different look, throwback colors with, with kind of a modern look. But then, then he really kind of went with, with an alternate uh, Bucko Bruce look here. And maybe, maybe, and this is no inside information. This is just maybe a guess. Maybe this is how they modernized this a little bit. If you notice in this particular graphic here, on the jersey sleeve, they have a Bucko Bruce logo, which they, mm -hmm. they don't have. If you if you remember on the actual throwback jerseys, you can see here, there, there's no Bucko Bruce anywhere right. except for the helmet. And yeah. there's no word Buccaneers anywhere. All they have is the, the numbers and then the stripe sleeves. So if they went with a, a modern look, something like this, let me find, there we go. Something like this, they have the word Buccaneers in the new font, right, mm -hmm. in orange above the number. So, you know, Matt, I could see them kind of stylizing this and tweaking it a little bit to make the jerseys a little bit more captivating than than how they were. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I th this is a fantastic job by Samer. Yeah, uh, he nailed I'm a this huge, one. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of this one specifically with uh, Joe Tryanchenka. Uh, uh, I believe that's JTS. Yeah, JTS, uh, yeah. As uh, modeling for it. Uh, it. It's a fresh look. It is Fresh, fresh, fresh. Yeah. 
Um, has all the elements of the throwback, right? Yes, and and the little twist. Yeah, but all the tweaked. elements. It, it's got that feel. And yes, the, just the little addition of the Bucko Bruce on the jersey, it makes it specific. It makes it a little more authentic. Yeah. Again, a tip of the cap to you know the old school Buccaneers. Uh, the other logos as well. The bright, the all orange. I didn't necessarily hate. It's just like with the pewter helmet and with the red numbers. Yeah, the, the red on the orange just doesn't really, you know, jive too well. But the yeah. all white, the other one, I thought that was great too. Yes, yeah, the, the that's on sharp the, on the side. Yeah, that's very very sharp. Yeah. Uh, modernized as well, where you're taking advantage of the white color that every team has, but you're right. putting your own little spin on it, where it does feel like. Very specific to the Buccaneers. But yeah, that last one with JTS is yeah. if they rolled that out, if they when they like finally show what these cream schools are going to look like, right? I would be more than happy uh with that type of look. Yeah. And look. these are a couple of different graphic uh you know, if if the Buccaneers had an orange helmet. I'm not a huge fan of the orange helmet, but just some cool looking variants yeah. with the Bucko Bruce on the orange helmet rather than white. And then, you know, kind of again, blending the new and the old with with the the skull and cross swords and the the helmets uh or i should say the uh, the football without the flag on the orange helmet that's that's just it's a, a different look now this is the last graphic we'll show you here and i i think this is really cool this is uh this is the the modern logo on a orange helmet which is okay yeah. but it looks fire on that white one yes uh, i think uh, that looks so cool with the orange and the white stripes and um, this is another variant. This is, again, taking elements of the current jersey and the old one here. So you've got kind of the black piping, right, along the sleeves. And yeah. what Samer's done with, with this is he's he's outlined the red and the orange with the black, right, for the jersey, but then putting the Bucko Bruce logo on there as well. And then taking the Bucko Bruce helmet with a black piping down the the center of it. So you've got red and orange, and then black right down the center, and you have the black piping down the pants as well. I think this is a pretty cool, again, modernized, tweaking version, maybe a little bit, a bit of a darker pirate look with, with the black trim in there, but I think this one's pretty cool too. And I feel like that would fit in as well with uh, the Bucks, like video team, I think has done a fantastic job over the past couple of seasons, like hyping the fans up with these with these videos like that they play on the scoreboard at Raymond James stadium before like the bucks come out and it's yeah. all pirate voyage with like, you know, they're on a ship and everything's like burning else around them, but they're like going through the fire, going through yeah. the, the fog and everything and going to accomplish their goal. And I feel like those jerseys would kind of uh, fit in well with the, the video and the subliminal messaging that the Bucks yeah. uh, implement with it. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, so the, these are really cool, and some of these these concepts were done years ago. Again, that's why Ronald Jones was was yeah. modeling these because this was done back in 2020. But Samer's done some great work. There's some other really good uh, artists out there that that put their spin on this. Uh, I, th I think Samer is a friend of the program here, and and I'm certainly we've been on Loose Cannon's podcast. It's a great podcast. Stank and Poppy Latte and mm -hmm. and Samer do a great job with uh you know with they do. They're covering, awesome the, covering the team with their own unique spin, as well as as Samer's graphics here. So, I want to thank him for lending us the artwork, just to kind of show some some ways that this team might be able to tweak things and keep it keep it current and yep. modernized, but also have that throwback look. So, I think we can expect some 
some tweaks or changes. Not sure if they're if Sam were spot on here or not, but listen, if I'm the Buccaneers, I've seen what, what Nike's done, right? Mm-hmm. Like Nike came up with that. I'd rather have Sam or Ali <laughs> do some of, of, uh, of the team's new concepts and, and new uh, logos and helmets rather than, than, uh, than Nike. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know if it has to be the end all be all on decisions, but and I'm sure they're doing their research and things like that, but yeah. they should, almost kind of leave it up to a vote for Bucks fans, which ones they like. I mean, they do it with, if a team has to change their name, they yeah. have to, uh, they, they ask for like the fans to vote on it. So why not yeah. do it with the jerseys? Cause you know, yeah. it's for the fans, you know? Yeah. Jay with the question here, Scott, do you miss the big sombrero? No, I don't. Um, <laughs> my first ever game in the big sombrero was in 1993 season opener. I, I hadn't even started covering the Buccaneers yet. I was at Kansas state university and, uh, I was a Chiefs fan living in, in Kansas City. You're, you're kind of forced to be one. But I also started like the, liking the Buccaneers. A couple of Kansas State Wildcat players, Elijah Alexander and Roger Green, were drafted by the Bucs. And that was the year I started subscribing to Buccaneer Magazine as as a, a reader back then. So my stepbrother, Jeff, and I, we flew down and, and went to that game. Still probably one of the hottest games on record. Not a cloud in the sky. Um, maybe about 50,000, 55,000 people there. This was Joe Montana and Marcus Allen's first game with the Chiefs. Steve DeBerg was back from Kansas City playing in Tampa Bay with the Buccaneers again. And the Chiefs won 35-3, to just destroyed them. Uh, no wind, no breeze, absolutely an inferno. I still have uh, spots on my shoulders from wearing a tank top and, and having like <laughs> major sunburn, like blister sunburn. It was that bad. So uh, I don't remember. Th- I, I don't. I'm not a fan of of the press box because it was way at the top of the stadium. So I, I you know, I think for nostalgia's sake, you know, the, the big sombrero is is kind of cool. If you want to see the big sombrero, uh, go to Memphis. <laughs> the Liberty Bowl is the big sombrero. It's almost an exact replica. Uh, but no, I like Raymond James Stadium. I think it's laid out very well. I love how they they have the the, the Pirates crew, uh, the little crew deck thing they had this year, Matt, to give extra seating. Mm-hmm in the end zone, the pirate yeah. ship. I don't know. I just think it's better. What, do you, what are your thoughts, Matt? Yeah. I mean, I, I get why they did it. Tom Brady's back for one more season. Let's pack as many people yeah. as we, uh, as we possibly can. Yeah. I thought it was fine. It was a little odd at first because like you have these bleachers and it was tough for people like for pedestrians, like walking, yeah. you know, if they want to go get food and drinks and things like that, it was a little like awkward in that type of setting, but you know, it, it all worked out for everyone. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'd be fine with it if they kept it. Um, but you know, if they go back to the original, you know, Raymond James Stadium, then I think that's fine. I mean, the having a pirate ship in the stadium is so awesome. It's yeah, so it's cool. So it's unique. fun when they show it too. Like if they host the Super Bowl or when right. they host the uh, the national championship, yeah, you know, the like, games in Tampa. Right? Yeah, like I I like looking back at old Super Bowl games. Obviously, the most recent one was in Tampa right. uh, with the when the Bucks won, and that was awesome. But even like. You know, the Cardinals Steelers won. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. that one was in Tampa. When the yep. Ravens beat down on the New York Giants, like, yep. oh, that was in Tampa. I like those little historical reference things to to the city and, and Raymond James Stadium. Yeah, I do too. Um, well, speaking of financial advisors, not necessarily Raymond James, but folks, if you're looking for uh, what we believe is the best financial company to deal with, it's, of course, Immunity Financial. 
At Amuni Financial, we help you live in the now. Congratulations. We're so happy Thank for you. you. Thank you. And even though the now may feel very different, you still need to plan for the future. How's retirement treating you? Oh, just fantastic. I know I say it all the time, but you really got to come up to Colorado. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. We can help you develop that plan to keep you on track so you can still prepare for tomorrow, today. Amuni Financial. Plan ahead. Stay ahead. It's a Monday. That means a new Bucks mailbag presented by Immuni Financial. That's right. You can check out uh, my latest column uh, answering some Buccaneer questions. We'll also have the video version of that on our Peter Report YouTube channel, Peter Report TV, later on tonight. But first, the Immuni Financial read, and here it goes. Managing your family's wealth means more to Immuni Financial than simply allocating your assets. It means legacy planning, brokerage and advisory services, retirement accounts, college savings accounts, and insurance services. 40 years of experience. Let Immunity Financial help you plan ahead and stay ahead. That's what I've done. So I'm recommending you do what I've done with most of my financial uh, investments. I've got them at Immunity Financial. Uh, make sure that you tell them Scott Reynolds and Peter Report sent you. Give them a call at 1-800-868-6864 or visit them on the web at immunity.com. Helping clients not just in the Tampa Bay area or Florida, but across the country. Call Immunity Financial or visit them on the web at immunity.com. As we wrap up the show, I am curious what you think, Scott, and, and the Peter people as well. The Bucks creamsicle, in terms of other throwback jerseys, yeah. where does it rank? Is it towards the top? Because I think the de facto number one for a long time was the now Los Angeles Chargers, the baby yeah. blue. But yeah. now they made that their every game jersey. That's right. So that gets taken off the board. Same with the Rams when they went to like the, the blue and the gold, um, right. like a, a lot more brighter. That's their everyday jersey now, too. So those are two of the top ones that yeah. technically aren't available anymore. That's right. The Eagles bringing back their Kelly Green yep. uh, also, too. That's the Harold Carmichael, Ron Jaworski. Yeah. Um, uh, green throwback. Uh, Reggie White also wore Kelly that. Green, yeah. Yeah, uh, Jerome Brown uh, as well. So, uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of cool uh, colors and all of that. You know, you mentioned Chris Guy, but Mike Evans is also a guy that that likes yeah. to wear jerseys, uh, basketball jersey, throwbacks, etc. And we're going to be talking about the greatness of Mike Evans. He's got a contract extension that's going to be coming up, folks. We we wrote about that back on May 26th, and and that's going to come to fruition. Um, so we're going to be talking about Mike Evans tomorrow. If you're a fan of Mike Evans, show up tomorrow at four o'clock. Uh, 